0: Dylan,
1: Michael Show,
0: where we discuss self awareness as well as what's going on in and behind relationships. But most importantly, we help you navigate the relationship you have with yourself. So you are welcome to call us here at WWDBAM at 888 329 3306. Or you can email us if you'd like to leave a couple questions, yes. <laughs> which we have had. We
1: seem to be getting a lot of emails and yeah. as far as it goes. so. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's Adele, A-D-E-L-E, at com. So it's Adele at com. All right. Well, what are we doing today, Adele? Our title is Blocks to Intimacy because of the the email that we received. So maybe you could redefine intimacy for people that, well, just redefine Mm. it. Yeah.
1: Well, intimacy. (laughs) How about just simply being closely connected to another person? So it could be your best buddy, could be your spouse, your partner, your child, anybody could be an intimate relationship. It depends on how close you get to them. Intimacy, unfortunately, most of the time is considered to be sexual, and uh, that is not true, although that can be included. But for the most case, it's just simply being closely connected to another human being. Or even your pet.
0: How about that? You can have an
1: intimate relationship with your
0: pet. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah.
1: So that's uh, the simple version.
0: So let's take a look at the email that we received. So this person said that um, they've been with their partner for quite some time. And basically what they were saying was that their partner doesn't understand them anymore. Um, They don't know me. Uh, they don't know who I am. I want them to see me again. And the way they look at me doesn't feel the same.
1: Right. That's because they're not looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't feel the same. Oh, my. So this is
0: going to be one of those days. <laughs> and they have
1: sunglasses on. <laughs>
0: yeah, there we go. So,
1: therefore, they're not looking at you.
0: Yeah, they're not looking at he right. Well, she... we're,
1: we're, we're pretending we're the person. Yeah. So, um, and although I believe one of, one of the parts of that email was um, we've grown apart, and I don't feel like they know me anymore, and um, they they felt very distraught from what I got from the way mm-hmm. it was written,
0: and that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. When if you're running a pattern, which we've been talking about these patterns on the radio show here, if, if they're running a pattern, of course their partner can't see them, their beautiful self behind the veil.
1: Okay, but Can, how about for people who have just tuned in? Okay. What, what, what the heck is a pattern?
0: Why don't you define that, Michael? Is it
1: something like pitter-patter on the windowsill? Is it... Like uh, you're learning kindergarten? It? Yes.
0: Two circles, yes, two
1: squares, two circles, oh, two squares. Oh, Oh, oh that. <laughs> okay, so if you're partner has two circles on their forehead, it means yes <laughs> and one means no.
0: no.
1: Okay. Um yes, a pattern is really a way of behaving that is repeated over and over. And it's usually based on a belief system or a way of thinking about or perceiving the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for for so, me okay.
1: So um your for you, your pattern is Talking over me? Yeah, there you go. Okay, now mine's actually talking over you, so that's my pattern. (laughs) And that's why neither of us can ever talk to each other. But we get along really well.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) we've been married for almost uh, 18 years, right? So, yes, that's true. That's our anniversary. He looked at me like, Uh, wait, was it 18 mm, years? (laughs) What number is that? (laughs) No, but you used to say to me, I can't see you, Adele. I only see your patterns. Of course, I thought he was nuts in the beginning. but. I mean, I see the real you on the other side of the veil. Um, I see you, but I can't reach you because you're a crazy woman right now, <laughs> or or you're um, hiding your love and you're a bit distant.
1: Right. See. So. So again, to that explanation and clarifying, I think is um, patterns show up in the form of behaviors. So when you're seeing a person's behavior, that is a form of patterning, especially if it's repeated over and over. And it's very difficult to see your partner or the partner that you did like at one time coming across um, other than, who are you? Because you keep repeating the same thing, and I I don't recognize you. And so... With those patterns, become certain responses. And then after a while, you respond to your your partner without even thinking. So, oh, let's just say your your wife says, oh, honey, you didn't take out the trash. And they say it every week at the same time with the same tone of voice. And after a while, you go, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. Don't worry about it. So both of you kind of fall into a pattern of behavior and nobody's really communicating even though you kinda of hear it. But you're kind of on autopilot. And after a while your whole life becomes a bunch of autopilots, automatic behaviors, and you you don't get along anymore. And you you see this in the workplace, you see this with children, parenting, uh just friendships you You go to work and you just do the same things over and over and over without any thought or without any awareness mm-hmm. and before you know it you're you're doing things that are outmoded, and your your manager or boss or whoever is saying to you, "Wow, what are you doing that for? We stopped doing that months ago, and you didn't even realize it because you didn't even pay attention to your patterns. They became so unconscious. And you're so unaware of what's going on because maybe your mind's on other things. Maybe you're thinking about going home after work. Maybe you're thinking about going fishing or uh, whether it's raining outside. Who knows? Whatever you might be thinking of, you're distracted and you're not in the moment.
0: Yeah. Or it could be as simple as you come home from work and your spouse looks at you and says, oh, just gives you a look like I've been with the kids all day or even I've had a long day at work and they give you a look, and they are shut down, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Or, you know, so you're either making up a story or say, what's wrong? And it's the same old, same old. It's like a pattern.
1: Right. It's every day. You come home. All you do is come home, whine for a little while, tell me how terrible your manager was, and then you go sit down, have a cup of coffee, watch some TV, read the newspaper, and then we eat dinner together, and then... Mm -hmm. You, you go play on your computer or yep. your cell phone. And so this becomes the habit. So look for in your life any place that you have repeated habits day to day that you do unconsciously, whether it's at work, whether it's with your partner, whether it's with your children, or anywhere in your life.
0: So just now, when you're in a pattern, you are not present. You are unconscious. Feel yourself when you go home. Are you not really present with the person that you're with or you're you not with, with you present with yourself
1: or are you an autopilot because we also have to yeah. be careful i guess because some people might hear you say that um you're 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 not conscious well no that doesn't mean you had 10 beers and you're passed out on the floor <laughs> that's true. It, it it just means that you are not wholly aware in that moment and you're using some sort of autopilot to function right and and that makes you less interactive, it makes you less aware. It it can interfere with your intimacy and in your relationships, whether it's an intimacy relationship with your partner or child. your child, your manager, your parents, your um your employees, it doesn't make any difference. This connectedness is is really the key to any type of wholly functioning life. If you just look at any good sports team, a good sports team that is a championship team must be connected. They must have an intimate relationship with each other in the sense that they know consciously and they're very aware of what everybody's doing, which makes the flow happen, which makes them make catches or shoot baskets or whatever it is in a a way that is so easily done that that team looks like almost like they're effortless.
0: That's so true. And whether it's coming home to your spouse or on a team, it's are you receiving the the other person? Are you receiving the ball when it comes to you? Do you know without even looking at the person, the ball's going to be coming to you? Or when you go home, are you actually in the present moment listening and not on autopilot with whoever you're with and receiving and listening to what they're saying? versus
1: not right or better yet That's are you conscious aware of what you're actually saying Ha-ha. rather than walking in the door oh hi honey how are you okay i'm going upstairs okay i'm going to go get a soda i'm going to bump 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 and you don't even know what you're saying because it's so autopilot and the best part for you to do is if you're a a, a participating partner Say something out of the ordinary.
0: (laughs) See what they say. Just
1: say, say, oh, yeah, honey, today I burnt down the neighborhood school. (laughs) What? What? Or, oh, yeah, honey, I left the kids in the Empire State Building. And see if the partner responds or or gets what's going on to see if they're aware.
0: And that does work because Michael has done that throughout our entire marriage. I do that all the time. Hello, are you with me? (laughs) seriously so oh, yeah. receiving by the is way i parked
1: the car in the mud down the street you care <laughs> oh i lost your wallet <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: so just something funny amusing or so bizarre that they know that it can't be true will often get their attention and it's a good way to check in on each other to see if you're aware and sometimes um, when when i used to manage employees or had them in my own Business as an entrepreneur, um, I would ask trick questions just to see if they're doing, uh, mm-hmm. or if they're aware of what's going on.
0: There we go.
1: You know, and, and not not to be mean, just checking their awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're if you're an employer and your employees are unconscious, the likelihood of getting hurt is greater, the likelihood of uh, disappointing a client is greater, and it, it just creates a lot more hassles and and costs for the company. So. I had to make sure that people were awake, so to speak.
0: Right, that's good. So now that we've described what it's like to be on autopilot, now let's look at the other person that's receiving the autopilot. What's receiving the autopilot? The okay. So let's say, wait, what? what?
1: That's what I said. <laughs> Who's receiving? See, this is one of those trick yeah, questions. Yeah, right. I was checking to see if she was with. Me. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay. okay. Are you so, receiving the autopilot?
0: Right. So. that was funny okay Okay. all right so you're being you're on autopilot you're saying the same things you're not really present with the person now what is it like for the other person
1: annoying
0: well besides annoying
1: disgruntling okay um i was just being negative sorry yeah um it, it it could it be very difficult or challenging to work with you. It could or work with you whether it's cooperating in the house or work with you whether it was in the workplace. That's true. Because but- you know, hey, Frank's over there staring out the window while I'm tossing him the bag of bolts, and <laughs> he gets hit in the jaw, and he Ouch. says, "Well, what'd you throw that at me for?" <laughs>
0: This is why. And I
1: said, well, because you were
0: sleeping. No. <laughs> but taking us back to the email. Just don't do
1: that to your wife. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Or throw a child at them or something.
0: Um, the Getting back to the email where the partner is saying, they don't see me. They only, now we know, they're only seeing maybe their patterns. Right.
1: Or maybe so the par- maybe the person writing this actually went to sleep. And they have been so unconsciously on autopilot with their partner for so long that their partner went to sleep. And they actually droned them into sleep, and they don't even pay attention to them anymore because it's always the, you know, it's, hi, honey, I love you. There's no feeling behind it. You just say it every day before you leave because you know you better say it because if you don't say it, you'll be in trouble if you do. Well. So. She maybe she or he fell asleep and, um, this other partner just went to sleep too. Decided that oh, you're not paying attention. Neither am I. Let's just do this together. We'll both be sleepy. (laughs) And then one day somebody wakes up and they say, "Whoa, you're asleep." When they didn't realize they were asleep the whole time, correct? And they were actually the ones who put them to sleep.
0: Exactly. I've been in those relationships. Well, one and I woke up. Yes. Now. Not this one. Yeah, not this one. <laughs> well, Articles have been written about um, couples, how to keep your marriage alive. Well, and, and they give you, let's go, you go out to dinner more, you know, connect more, talk more. But really, it's about do you see, you may see your partner. But if there's a pattern in the way, you won't be able to enjoy the partner as much. And I go back to, again, with Michael and me, when he said to me, I can't see you, Adele. Uh, I only see your patterns. So he was trying to reach me. He kept knocking on the door. Hello? Are you there? Mm-hmm. As I went, came in and out of consciousness. I shouldn't say consciousness. In and out of auto- <laughs> autopilot. Yes. Sometimes she was laying
1: on the floor out like a light. <laughs> that and sounds funny. Other times she was up walking around. So She was in and out of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: good.
0: So in and out of autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to. This Michael had to adjust to that. So tell me about your adjustment.
1: My, my adjustment when you were going of, in and out. Yeah. So when she would fall down on the floor and pass out, <laughs> I would go over to the kitchen and have a snack. And therefore, I gained about fifty pounds just because I was snacking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my adjustments. Well. I had to get used to knowing that you were going to be predictably not present. Ah. And your mind was always somewhere else. And then I had to learn how to entertain myself. So I either goofed with you and, and messed around to try and get your attention, or I just let you be and, and went and entertained myself.
0: Or we get in a fight and then you would have to leave. Because I was not going to let up on my patterns. You're like, there's right. no talking to her because you can't really talk to a pattern sometimes. Right. You
1: know? I, I want to go into those in, in a minute. Yeah. Um, go more into how how to see them and identify them.
0: Yes, that's what in, I mean. In to
1: all say. areas. Perfect. But first, I want to deal with something that you said. People like to say, "I yeah. want to keep my marriage alive."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's only one simple trick. And that's by being conscious.
0: Not passed out on the floor?
1: Not passed out on the floor like Adele. <laughs> that was definitely not good. Uh, and not running out of the room when she would pass out because <laughs> I couldn't catch her and she would hit the floor. So I had to leave so that it didn't look like I did it to her.
0: <laughs> so don't be on autopilot. Be conscious.
1: Be conscious. Being conscious will keep any relationship alive. Whether it's your relationship with your child, your partner your employees, your your manager, your friends, your relatives. So being conscious simply meaning being present and aware in the moment, not looking at your cell phone while you're talking to somebody, not looking out the window counting sheep while your partner's talking to you.
0: And not just l- listening to the words that they're saying because you can actually not really be there, hear the words and answer them
1: it's still autopilot, it's right? autopilot. Yep. It's
0: actually being there with them, right. the
1: person. Yeah. yeah. And you'll find a lot of people get tired of that after a while. They, they get tired of talking to no one or to someone who's just an automaton, and it gets boring.
0: When you got tired of mine when I was in it thick mm-hmm. in the patterns, what kind of issues came up for you, if you can remember? Hmm. I know you don't do that anymore, but… Seriously, I mean, for other people out there. Oh, well, you know. For this person who emailed.
1: Again, let's not forget, I want to go back to patterning and how to identify them. Please remind me. Um, I guess some of them were, maybe you don't care anymore. Or, I don't matter. Okay. So what oftentimes will happen is it'll kick up childhood issues that you've had that you weren't aware of or, or maybe have forgotten. So what's worse than being ignored, especially if you were ignored as a child? or if you weren't heard or acknowledged as a child or you were always told to shut up or be quiet mm-hmm. or yeah 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 and then nobody responded to you so it was almost like you didn't matter and so when people for me younger on I always had a fight for a presence I had a I had to yell back at my parents in order to get their attention yeah, because my mom yelled louder, so I had to learn to yell louder, and
0: which makes sense. Our relationship—you really, tell me right away, Right. No. <laughs> which,
1: which really wasn't a very effective form of communication, but no. it certainly taught me how to be present differently. Mm-hmm. And and so, you would, I would often feel not important, not heard. I don't really matter to you. So after a while, what would happen to somebody? You know, only because I've been doing this type of inner. Some type of inner work for such a long time was able to get through it, but most people I've seen and, and witnessed they go through. And I've had mild cases of this. Which was well, what's? Why would I even talk to you? Yeah. Why would I waste my time? You know what? I'm going out in the garage and I'm going to go do X Y Z, or so. I'm going that, to go to the post office.
0: So <laughs> that was mine, but so wouldn't that say? Um, so oh, get a little static here. Okay, so wouldn't that be? When you talk, when you see me doing this, you give up, and then you may not look at me the same way, answering the email. Correct. You may not look at me the same way. Well, how could because I? Because you were disappointed.
1: Well, you weren't there. Right. So first of all, you, let's pretend we're this, these people. Okay. Um, you, you weren't there, the person who's feeling not looked at. So what was there for me to look at except a, a pattern that basically told me I was unimportant? or I didn't matter, or I'll get to you later, or I'm busy on the Facebook, I'm, I'm busy texting my friends. Well, why do I want to talk to you now? Of course I won't see you the same way. I won't be with you the same way. And the problem is, is most people don't even realize they're doing it. They become unconscious so quickly and so easily. And let's face it, these electronic gadgets, as cool as they are, they're pretty hypnotic in nature. And so it's very easy. This is just another easier way to go unconscious. And then there's always the couple of beers after work or a couple of drinks after work or whatever else it is your entertainment is. And then how do you truly be present if you're, we'll say, stoned?
0: Well, they may get stoned because they're sick of hearing the patterns and they're just disappointed and then they go. That's true. Or how about if? Okay
1: the getting stoned caused the pattern to occur, Or that. Because let's say I came home every day and I, I had a couple of, let's say, two or three beers. And by that time, I'm a little numb or a little buzzed. And now I'm not really with it. And if you're wanting to talk to me or hold a conversation mm. or connect with me while I'm spaced out or a little disconnected or a little numbed out because I had a stressful day, it's not going to be very interesting or, or feel good to you to connect to me while I'm in that state.
0: That's a good point. So, whatever came first, you are The chicken both, That's what I was going to say. Okay. You, you are not connected. So, what would you do in that situation? What I, On this if end. If you're not connected? That person. Yeah. Well, I'm saying well, it out loud. I'm going to answer it. Okay, oh, okay. So, I'm going to be quiet. Let's say you were. Um, Okay. Okay. Let's say you know you were doing the beer thing, or not. Okay. On, so on, I'm time.
1: I'm doing two, three beers, and yeah. now I'm I'm really chill. I'm 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 watching TV.
0: Yeah, and then the other person they don't see me. They can't see me. I'm I have a little pattern going on, right? You a lot okay. of patterns going on. Yeah, here. something like that. <laughs> right? Okay. So right. well, what to do? You want to look at and speak to the person about. The autopilots. What? What
1: autopilot? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just relaxing. I'm just having a couple of beers. I was stressed out all day.
0: What's your big deal? Well, I don't think you... We'll role play here. I don't think you see me. I don't think you're... You're, you're not looking at me the I same see. way. I see.
1: Well, because my you don't... eyes Do were you on you the love TV. Okay, well, here
0: Do you love me? Of course. Well, I think so. It doesn't feel that way. Well,
1: let me have another beer. Maybe I'll love you more. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh well, what are you talking? I don't really know what you're talking about. I just feel, came home from work and I'm
0: relaxed. No, it doesn't feel that you see me anymore. You oh. don't love me.
1: Wow, you you know how confusing that is. What do you mean I don't see? I it? can
0: tell. I can. I have this intuitive feeling that you are not connected to me anymore, and I want to be connected. Oh. This is what a conversation would be.
1: Well, well, what do you mean by connected? We're still role playing, by the way.
0: Okay, so this is like, it's an invisible thing. I. When we were...
1: Invisible? What's invisible? How can I see it? You, yeah. And how can I see you if you're invisible?
0: You looked at me differently when we were first married.
1: I did. Or just I was in a relationship. really, really not present at the time, so I was looking at you differently.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: See, it can go any way because I'm there. in my pattern here yes, you are. of denial. So my denial is I don't want to admit that something's going on or that something has shifted that I'm not aware of. Because it might make me feel bad about myself. It might make me look guilty. It might make her be madder at me than she's already mad. So I'm trying to lighten this up by denying any of this is happening through a little levity and a little play. And if I can do it quick enough, a little bit of confusion. And she won't even know what I just did. And She'll go off and everything will be great, and I can go back to watching the tube.
0: Right. But I need. So that would be a pattern. That's very true. But that person needs to make sure they understand. You can take them back to when they first were connected. And that's usually when you're busy in the connection. You meet, the love is is there. Well, that's what they call the honeymoon. Stop telling me what to do over there. (laughs) That's called the
1: honeymoon phase.
0: You see each other. Yeah. Honeymoon phase. Fa- right. Why does the
1: honeymoon phase die?
0: Because of these patterns kick in. Yes. Which we're going to talk about. You tell me. Yes. That
1: so that's out. why people feel all connected in the beginning and why it works really well in the beginning. Because you're fully present. You're in the moment. You're sensually experiencing everything. And you're aware and you're you're listening and you're receiving and you're communicating usually. And so that connection is really alive. And then after a while, you go to sleep. You go into your family patterns and you kind of pass out and you go on autopilot. And then you behave just like your parents probably, maybe a little differently, but just like them. And the relationship gets distant. And after 10 years, for some reason, it's just not working. After 20, you decide, whoop, I'm done. This isn't working Mm -hmm. at all. Because neither of you were able to come out of the patterning,
0: and you can't see each other anymore. Like we just right, so
1: you feel disconnected, mm-hmm. and so here's kind of how it happens. There's a bunch of different ways. We just role played a little bit. And that's just a small example, but it's very easy to get it back. You you first might have to eat a little crow, which means. Swallow your pride and admit that you were a little unconscious and disconnected and Mm -hmm. you really kind of got to get it together and and get back in the present moment. And that's if you want to be with that partner.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: the other problem with these patterns is when you separate, you start to do things that annoy each other.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you create a lot of negative impact upon each other.
0: Unnecessary. And
1: then the hurt starts to seep in. So now we have this hurt that actually came from you being unconscious in an autopilot position and creating problems with your partner or saying hurtful things or doing hurtful things that you didn't even know were hurtful because you were disconnected. Now, I do want to parallel this to the workplace, to your child, to your friendships. It all pretty much works the same. Think about when you first get a job. You're often right there, pretty intent, learning, getting your skills under your belt, so you can what yeah. go into autopilot, yes. and then, after a certain amount of time, everybody's different. You're just on autopilot, working away, not really paying attention, and wonder why well, that guy got a raise, or that guy got fired, or this this gal is is being promoted, or this gal's now the president, how'd she get there? And you don't even know how that happened because you went into your autopilot, these other people came in and stayed conscious and actually grew so that it was noticed by the company or their employer, and then they were promoted. And all that benefited them. And in the meantime, you get to feel slighted because, well, I didn't get a raise or I got a measly 25 cents an hour, big deal. And
0: look and see if you were an autopilot. right? Right.
1: So really how, The world affects you is based upon how you interact with the world and, this is pretty cool, your intimate connection with your life in all areas of your life, whether it's work, play, family, it doesn't make any difference. How connected you are there, how aware you are, Mm. determines what kind of life comes to you. So, do you get the promotions? Do you get the happy family? Do you get to have children who like you instead of detest you. But what do you get is based upon how conscious you are and how much you actually listen to the other people.
0: I love that, Michael. That's great. So if you're at work listening to us right now, look over at your partner. (laughs) What are they doing? Right. (laughs) Are you on autopilot? Are they on autopilot? You know, speaking of work, let's give a shout-out. Oh, okay. Let's give a shout-out to the Keystone Fire Protection company from, I think they're, they're, hello under, guys, like Hatfield, in the Hatfield,
1: North Wales area. But they
0: serve like all of the South, so, Eastern South Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Right? Yeah, yeah, Great. Great
1: fire protection company. If anybody needs any fire protection, I'm sure they'll come out and protect you.
0: So, yeah. Small, <laughs> medium, <laughs> large businesses, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, they do the big ones yep. too, right? Yeah. So, so shout out to you guys. Hey, hey guys. Hope you're listening.
1: <laughs> and, um, so, okay. Moving on with that, do you, um, you see how it doesn't matter which type of relationship it is or where it's going. It's They're all part of your intimate connection and whether you're aware of it or consciously present or not.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm going to do before our break, I break, I'm going to give out a phone number that you, if you're interested in calling, asking some questions um, on the second part of our show. 888-329-3306. Yep. Our
1: intimacy. Yeah. Is really the key to your life, the key to your own happiness. And if you stay intimate with your own life, you'll be able to create the things that you want to create Absolutely. rather than just receive whatever you get. Yes, and so now yeah. we're going to jump off to that break and we'll see you in a minute. At any given moment, somewhere in America, a baby is taking
0: a first step, a developmental milestone. But for too many parents, a baby's first steps aren't just a milestone, they're a miracle. These are the parents of babies who were born prematurely or with birth defects.
1: It's a crisis affecting more than half a million babies in the United States each year. You can help them by joining volunteers like you who walk in march for babies. The money you raise funds research and local programs that help babies overcome
0: the challenges of premature birth and birth defects. Together, our steps make stronger, healthier babies a reality for
1: thousands of families. Sign up today at MarchForBabies.org to take the steps that help make milestones and even miracles possible. Who will you march for?
2: Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that, overall, you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't seen your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs?
1: here we are again.
0: Okay. As promised, we're going to break down the word pattern, the pattern within the autopilot.
1: Right. So okay. we'll probably take a couple different examples. I mean, let's take a, a um, family one and okay. maybe a partnership one and maybe a work
0: one. Yeah. That's great.
1: And, and we'll do uh, one, one in each. So which one would you like to do first, Adele?
0: I say the, the the family one.
1: The family one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a great one because the holidays are always a good one to tell <laughs> about family patterns. When you get around the the table with your family at whatever holiday it is, what kind of behaviors do you expect from everybody in the family?
0: Well, you you will expect a behavior that has been done in the past over and over again. Sure, that's just who they are and how they will behave.
1: Right. And so imagine that your family that you grew up with is is taught you about these patterns and what they are, what to expect, what they look like, who says what when, and what triggers the pattern to start. So such as, wow, your hair is different today. (laughs) It's a little different than saying, wow, your hair looks nice. Right. I'm really glad what you do with it, or it really looks sharp, or whatever. That already tells you that there's some kind of judgment going on, and that might trigger you into a pattern of, what? What's wrong with my hair? Mm-hmm. What, I'm not good enough? You don't like it? It's ugly? Oh, my God, maybe I need to get it fixed. Maybe I need to go back and get a cut. Maybe I need to bleach it, dye it, shave it. What? Maybe i got to do something, because it's definitely not approved of. Or... heck with you I don't really care right so it could trigger your pattern either positive or negative
0: so to be clear they trained you to make you believe a certain way about them they've trained you right
1: they have Mm -hmm. and they also have triggered you to believe a certain way about yourself true because you made the decision about how do I behave here and how do I respond
0: so, it's <laughs> so
1: so the way your family responded to you and led you into things even by that slow hesitation and judgment of your hair, or your beard, you know what like that means, Adele, that- your beard looks terrible today, oh, and I'm truly <laughs> judging her beard. she really needs to shave her beard, so you would know that that would be insulting, that's true. Especially if you did have facial hair.
0: That's true. I do. (laughs) I'm Italian.
2: (laughs) So So you know by that slow thing. Yes, yes. You've been
0: trained, but also there may be misperceptions of what you believe that they're doing. So there's that or that. Sure. You want to throw that into the mix. It's always
1: both ways. Yeah. So your family does that. And let's say your your mom yells, you know that it means that uh, you've done something wrong. Or your mom yells and you just go, oh, she's so annoying. There she goes again. Mm -hmm. your dad knows it all and you're like, there he goes again. So I can't get a word in edgewise.
0: Your cousin comes in, you know he's going to be bragging and oh my God, here he goes again.
1: Right. And I've got to deal with my sister Susie and you know what she's like. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, is she obnoxious. She just talks and talks and talks and talks. So you... And I don't want to hear
0: that. So you're going into this family gathering with the past in mind. Everything's in the past. Not even giving anyone an opportunity to change or be different. Because they, in their lives, may have changed. But when they come back in here, (laughs) you're seeing. (laughs) So how
1: many of you have ever felt better away from your family. Oh,
0: absolutely, there we
1: go. And then when you go to your family gathering and all of a sudden the same old stuff happens again and you knew it and that's why I didn't want to go and you fell into the same old spot you get into every time, whether you're the participant or the judge, you're back there again. Or maybe you just like acting crazy when you get together with the family and that happens and every time it turns into a fight. Whatever it may be. So these are the patterns that occur with the family. You know what to expect on which holiday, depending on which family members show up, depending on the particular phrases or words.
0: Because you see them every year, you're, know, you're knowing that it's going to happen. Like, it, it's a, a, a big pattern. Right. But remember, we said on the break, internal and external. Right, there right. could be things going on in your head and your heart, and this is how it is, as well as doing the pattern outwardly, in your behaviors.
1: Right. Right. Okay. So let's take next. Oh, oh, raise your child. How about your child? Okay. Okay. So you have a child, and um, every time you say something to them, they ignore you.
0: <laughs> and you know they're going to ignore you. Period. That's so tough.
1: part of your pattern. Do you get angry, or you get hurt? that your child doesn't pay attention to you or isn't listening to you. So depending on how you were trained, you're going to respond the same to your child. Like, don't don't not answer me. You better answer me. So now we have a power struggle because you got triggered into your pattern of feeling not good enough or not important enough or not in charge. There we go. Because it all becomes about power now.
0: That's very true. So now, if you have dissolved that in charge pattern and getting mad, I I know you wanted to say more, but just hold on. If you have changed it, you would simply just go. You don't do it, da 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 da, and there won't be any emotions on your part. You're you're very clear. Or it would be
1: not offensive at all.
0: Yeah, it would just be. That's why you would. It's better. It's beneficial for you to get rid of your patterns so you don't have to feel that
1: right it's not so, a fun feeling so understanding that and then the way you then communicate with your child do you yell at your child do you command your child do you have conversations with your child or do you overtalk with your child some people spend too much time jibber-jabbering with their kids and they're not to the point some people are too soft some people, it's like goldilocks and the three bears <laughs> Some people are too soft. Some people are too hard. Some people some are people
0: just are, right. <laughs> there you go.
1: And so being just right, you, you have a balance. Sometimes you need to be a little tougher. Sometimes you need to be a little softer.
0: But in these moments that you're talking to your child, everything that Michael just said, right there, you are training your child. You're training your child of all the patterns that when they grow up, <laughs> they'll go to the family holidays and they'll say, There goes mom again. She's been doing this since I was little. Mm-hmm. That's a pattern. I think that's clear. Yep. If it's not clear, give us a call at 888 329 3306.
1: Okay. And so, how about the workplace?
0: Okay. Oh, well, my experience has been. If there's a boss, which always is, <laughs> the boss is similar to let's say my mom or dad or
1: CEO or whatever it is, yeah, huh?
0: like they're similar to my mom or dad.
1: right. <laughs> so <coughs> so as Adele said, the boss, and she didn't mean Bruce Springsteen, um, if he was at your job, it'd probably be a hell of a lot of fun because you'd probably be jamming. But in this case, we're not jamming. So the boss, first of all, There is the issue of authority, also with children as well, and your parents. The issue of authority becomes a problem when you use the word boss, because we have been taught since little children that bosses are the authority, they are in charge of you. Well, what does every person go through? Some sort of authority issues, where they don't want to be bossed around, or told what to do so they go through that with their parents with a principal with an aunt with an uncle with a coach with whoever you run into
0: all the way to the boss so the you manager. have yep. so
1: now you have authority issues so first of all if you see your manager as a boss then you already have authority issues that's already a problem they are simply someone doing their job they like are, whatever you're doing
0: they are simply you are in Giving them your time and they are giving you money. It's a simple exchange. You're going in there for a time. They're paying you money. It shouldn't be an authority on top. There should be no... So
1: you have to recognize that if you're in a workplace, you are exchanging. And I'll I'll agree with Adele on this, but you're you're exchanging your time for money. And it's an exchange. Nobody's chained you to the desk or the lamppost or the, the <laughs> I the, can't
0: quit I'm on The here, that's right. I
1: can't go home.
0: <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and so you have to know that you're there voluntarily. You're gaining and they're gaining. And it's a supposed to be a win win situation. Yes. But if the boss is overbearing then it makes it really difficult to enjoy the workplace and usually creates now triggers that People go against authorities now, and now I'm going to rebel, and now I become like a teenager, and I'm going to rebel against the boss and not do what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it because I'll show them they're not the in charge of me. Well, it can go the other way. The manager could then say, oh, you're not listening to me? Well, I'm going to show you what to do, and now it just becomes a power struggle. And it's not the team like we were talking about earlier where the sports team Everybody is intimately connected and they work together smoothly where there's no hassles. If you're having hassles in the workplace, you better check out your authority issues and see whether you're really creating stuff that doesn't need to be there. So that type of patterning of authority issues follows you everywhere. It'll follow you no matter what job you have, no matter what partnership you have. And so it becomes really a detriment to your own experience.
0: That's very true. So how do you deal with the that authoritative boss if he is really out of hand?
1: Whoa. Well, then, first of all, if you have an authoritative boss, somebody who's really bossy, then you need to know that you're there for a reason.
0: <laughs> to learn. Yeah. People, you, your yeah. teachers and mirrors. Yeah. You,
1: you, you only have that kind of boss because you have authority issues. I can tell you, once I got rid of my authority issues, the people that were my, quote, bosses Mm -hmm. were actually just very nice people doing their job. And to understand the difference between the person who's in, in management position versus the employee who is under them, so to speak, is that. They just have
0: a different job. It's just a simple role. It's
1: just a job that they have. Their job is to make sure you get your job done so that the (laughs) company can sell their product or whatever it is. And it's not about authority, but the moment you make it personal is the moment you're in a pattern. There we go. And a belief system about your childhood when your bossy parents or bossy principal really did things to sort of take your thunder and steal your thunder and you let that happen True, and like you or, you don't yeah, have to yeah. fight for it you mm-hmm. just have to be a decent human being if you take that and have an intimate relationship with your boss in the sense that you get connected and you you talk things over and you work things out you're going to find that everything gets easier
0: and work will flow yep there you you won't even have to talk everyone will know their role <laughs> Right, because
1: you'll just do what you need to do just like a professional or any type of championship team.
0: And how does that help your personal life? Well, if you have a great day working and everything's running smoothly, there's no emotions, you go home, hey, spouse, and you're fine there. (laughs) That's kind of nice, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: And so those are probably the most common. Your parents, your relationships, whether it's your children or or it's in the workplace. Those are those are really places where being intimate, in the sense of being closely connected with whoever you're with, allows you to communicate better, allows you to have a better experience. And if you find that you can't do that, or you're having trouble doing that, you need to know it's probably you. Especially if it happens in a lot of places you go, because as they say, the only common denominator is you. Is you. And unfortunately, everywhere you go, you're going to be there. And there's no way of getting away from you. So that leads me to the next piece of this intimacy, which I would say is the most important intimate relationship is the one you have with yourself. Getting to know yourself, getting to know your beliefs, your your patterned behaviors, your, your chosen behaviors, your emotions and why you have them. And okay, sounds a little maybe analytical, and I'm not meaning it to sound that way, but it really is about conscious awareness. It's really just being about, how do I work? Would you would you say, mm-hmm. let's say if you wanted to work on a car engine and you really had to research it and you discover it, would you say you're being over-analytical? Or would you say, I'm doing this research because I want to find out how it works so I can make this motor run like a charm? Well, it's the same. I want my life to run like a charm. Lucky charms. And I just want to have a good life. So I'm going to look at this. People who say this is too intellectual and you're overanalyzing, those are people who are just doing it from a mental perspective. What we do in our work is it's application. It's not about just understanding it and thinking about it and being able to recite it. No, it's actually seeing it, understanding it, doing something different, and experimenting with what works and what doesn't work, and really owning my part in it so that I can change it. And so now I have this relationship with myself of self-awareness, self-discovery, and I start to realize how much I contribute, how much I can change where I need to change that'll benefit me because remember you're doing all these things for you to make your life better not to make your employer's life better not to make your partner's life better not to make your children's life better to make your life better and why at that approach because pretty much everybody else tells us to do things to make other people happy well I think that's inaccurate you do things to make you happy and when you're happy your happiness is shared. And other people get to be happy just by being near you. They don't have to be changed. And you're changing for you. So to me, this is the most important part of intimacy, is the intimate relationship with yourself.
0: Yeah, call it what you want. You can call it analyzing and all those things. But if you um, you know, integrate it into your everyday life... <laughs> It it makes life easier. Wouldn't everyone want that? It's not about analyzing it. It's about seeing it, and um, undoing it. Right. So then you have that smooth life in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was fully conscious of my behaviors and patterns and what was going on that I was able to start enjoying it, in my life.
1: Right. To keep so- looking
0: at your behaviors. Yeah.
1: And we're we're trying to keep this simple in, in some ways because everybody does this. Every human being goes through this. And every human being is pretty much the same no matter where you're at in the world. We all have pretty much the same limited emotions and the same type of feelings. Do we do them a little differently? Yeah, but that's only based on your culture. And pretty much everybody has... Hurt, shame, guilt, fear, desire, pride, anger. That, that's just human stuff. Yeah. So, everybody in the world is going to have this. And by understanding yourself and your own, you get to understand mm-hmm. pretty much everybody else in their own way. Mm-hmm. And if you practice listening to other people and being conscious in your relationships, then everything else changes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, life can kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. It's like, Wow, what am I doing here? And why am I doing all this work and everybody around me is just not fun.
0: hmm And and folks, we're very well versed in this. I mean, we can tell you, let's say you have some guilt. Let's say you have some rage. You have guilt is under rage. So there's there's a lot of things that um we could help you with. So, you know, check out our website, adeleandmichael.com. And you can email us at Adele A-D-E-L-E, like the singer. Adele at adeleandmichael.com.
1: Oh, well, Let's mention a book while we're here. Okay. Which one do we want to do? Let's see. Let's do our Thoughts, Beliefs, Knowings, and Attitudes book. This book really describes patterns. It really describes your beliefs, how they work, where you got them, what you can do about them. So that book is on Amazon. And please, take a peek. And what goes really along with that is which book, Adele? Uh,
0: the fifty-five Concepts. Yeah. It's a guide to conscious living. There are just 55 concepts that can change your life. It really helps Every you aspect.
1: manage these patterns and and your relationships to recognize that, yes, on one level, it's always all about you. Yeah. And it's about making life easier for you. It's it's not about pleasing other people.
0: They're practical, usable, right, and manageable. Hey,
1: if it doesn't make sense and it's not practical, then why do it? Yeah. Too many people are are doling out this theoretical information or um, airy fairy information or stuff that sounds really good. But no, 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 no. It has to work in your everyday
0: life. But what did you always used to say to me? No, I don't. Let's not repeat this. Let's get this down so we can make it practical and let's not let it happen again.
1: Right. Be done. It's like a
0: faulty car or a faulty machine. Let's fix the problem from its core and let it run smoothly and that's our lives we deserve to have a smooth life so it's about self-discovery self-reflection um and um and undoing those patterns again back to the email (laughs) right It's,
1: it's about your own happiness it's about knowing everywhere you have to be in the world and learning how to operate it well and knowing why it works the way it does and the problem is, as we go through life on autopilot, truly autopilot. We don't really know how life works. We just know it works certain ways. And if you do certain things, we do this or that. And supposedly the professionals and the, the mental field can help you. But let's just say you can help yourself. Yes. And you can be the professional of your own field.
0: Hear, here. Let's mention a couple more books that we have okay. up here. We have um, Human Mastery, Everything You Need to Create a Kick.
1: Kick-Ass but- Life.
0: <laughs> you could say ask, yeah. kick ass life. Um, we also have "Searching for Oz, The Journey Home" workbook, and it's a guide to finding your own answers. So it's a step-by-step guide to undoing those patterns.
1: So, as you can see, our field is about sharing with others how to work, change, understand, and create their own life, not be limited to your patterns, your beliefs your behaviors, authorities, or anything else that you particularly don't like.
0: You deserve it.
1: And, and learning to like yourself enough to create something for yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: And that goes back to that, that self-discovery, that self-love, Reflection. that self-intimacy, mm-hmm. because that's where the answer lies.
0: Yeah, all my life I chased love, looking for love outside of me. But I realized it was in here all the time right. it was it was right here,
1: other people, most people, and we're taught even in movies and everything else that somewhere out there is the love. it's the love of your life, it's your other half, it's the answer
0: love of things and and
1: you know quite mm-hmm. contrary the 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 old, wise ones always said that the answers lie within
0: yes, they do
1: and yet our entire culture is telling you to go out now yeah. that's a little contradictory, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yes. Wow.
1: So, no, it's inside.
0: So the best thing you could do for teaching your children, grandchildren, any children that you see is put it into their hands.
1: Teach them how to do it. Teach them how to
0: go in and... Model it. Feel themselves and model it.
1: You do it. They see it. It becomes natural to them, and they take off, and they have a real life that they create, that they're not subject to whatever the world tells them to do.
0: Thank you, everyone.
1: Yes, we'll see you next week, and thanks for listening.